We decided to homeschool Caleb this week and pulled him out of public school and just more and more confirmations that I've done the right thing and he is flourishing. He's learning like something sweet. I had to talk with him before because he hated to learn from me before. <laughs> and that's what I was worried about with homeschool. We had a little talk before I pulled him out of school and explained him how it had to be. And ever since then, totally different kid. I mean, he is all, learning is the most exciting thing in the world to him. And he's just doing so wonderful. I just thank God that he has given me a heart to teach him. And uh, it's just been wonderful. Cool. You yeah. enjoy it while it lasts. They grow up <laughs> Not Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> he's All gonna right. live with me till he's forty. That's what James said. Till he's forty. Yeah, that's about. Yeah, married him on this one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to marry Lilith. So. I will. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. His sister. Very. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanna pray. Sometimes God. God is beyond awesome. When we were praying the other night at twenty. After even you pray, I tell everybody, lift your hands up and start praising. When I lift my hands and start praising the Lord, it's like I see that young lady in the arms of God. And I know everything was cool. Everything was fine. It's awesome when you pray and praise Him. Yes. I told you about one morning, I woke up and I looked at the ceiling and I said, Praise God where you are. Big yellow letters. For years that happened, and every time I pray about anything, guess what I do? I lift my hands and praise Him. It's a powerful thing to do. The devil hates that. <laughs> Put your hands down, lift them high up, and praise Him. So I mean, funny. seriously, last, last night him. I was outside my backyard, like at midnight, yeah. like lifting my hands and praising God. Lift your hands God. and, and praise Him. Yeah. come down, child. <laughs> oh yeah, His glory come right down on you. You just kind of roll around in it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You roll around in there. And then they're over there going, oh, I hate her. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, go ahead, bud. I'm thankful I got saved last Wednesday. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Lord. Did, uh, did you hear that? Yeah. Well, last week you couldn't have. That's right. <laughs> Third session? Sorry about that. Yeah. No, because he always talks so low. Oh, no, run your words together. Oh, yeah, yeah. But AJ said, I'm thankful I got saved last Wednesday. Yeah. Amen. All the words had beginning and end. Good job, buddy. We've been talking about it, but, and how to fix it and how to help. And AJ, you don't, most of you don't know his story, but uh, when he was a teenager, he, got dropped on his head with a motorcycle situation and hurt real bad. Basically, everyone has looked at AJ like he's damaged and, and he's, but I'm here to tell you, God's got plans for AJ. Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. Whatever may be or may not be diminished in his capacity to think and to do things, it's not gonna get in the way. Because our God's bigger than any problem you've got. Yeah. So, can I call you a crybaby? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I've earned it, I guess. Go ahead, Sherry. I praise God that Jordan went shot last night. They had uh, a crazy person in my daughter-in-law's subdivision that lives there that he just he's just runs out at people's cars even though they're doing the speed limit and he just yells and screaming at them you know that they're not doing the speed limit which they i know i always do and he's done it to me he jumped in front of his car and then he got out from the car and then he shot a gun but he didn't know how he shot it but anyways it was a crazy thing that's dangerous Praise God about that because he had the baby and Alexis and all of them in the car. Yeah, amen. Joshua. Yeah, one more. We moved uh, Matt to his new house yesterday and we didn't lose anything on the move. And uh, we had to take three trailers and nothing got damaged, nothing got lost, you know, pretty just a little trip. So praise the Lord that we got that move and no one really got hurt. And I'm like, yeah, some heavy stuff we could Just in a little bit, but he's tough. Yeah. He'd be all right. Who else? Praises. Gilbert, go ahead. I praise the Lord for allowing me to witness uh, these uh, witnesses that I have before me. Sometimes we don't know what we have until we begin to lose it. Yes. And so I praise the Lord for allowing me to see these things and to appreciate what we have in life. In Jesus, I give thanks. Amen. 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 And I want to praise God for Callista's um, continued growth. And I just see her, like I always knew God had a special plan for that girl. And, you know, he didn't do it how I thought, but he did it exactly how it needed to be done for her to come into submission to him and to be seeking him. And I mean, all we talk about now is scripture and, and God and her relationship with God and how she's, what she's learning and just like it's, she's spot on and she's not just hearing it, she's like applying it in her life. And it's just, it's an amazing thing to watch. I'm just so thankful to God. Okay, all right, who else? Jerry. I had to watch the babies the other day for a little while. I don't usually do that very much. But actually, it, it, I really, really enjoyed it. We went out in the backyard and played on the swing and did all that. And just really had, a, really had a good time. So I think maybe building my relationship with the, with the babies. Amen. Amen. All right. Anybody else? I really don't know whether to praise the Lord for this or just wait and see and what he's doing. I don't know. Sometimes in my ministry throughout a lot of years, I've had some dreams show up. I don't do a lot of dreaming, but, uh, and I know better than to think that every dream is a sign of some kind. But one time up in Colorado, my first pastorate, I was out to the shooting range, of course in my dream, and I picked up a cartridge, and instead of 2506 Remington, it had a scripture written on it. One thing that's hard to do is to have a dream and remember what you dream. But I remembered it. I looked it up the next morning and that was the scripture, that was the passage that I preached on that week. And it was obvious that I, that was what I was supposed to preach that week. Weird little situation. I never did figure out why or whatever. 
But I had a strange dream last night. I didn't talk to anybody about it. I'm just telling you now. I was in Israel. Been in Israel before. And there, there were a lot of people around me. I didn't know them personally like I would know you. And, but uh, the rockets were dropping all over the place. The Hamas rockets, thousands of them. I mean, uh, that's what's happening over there. That's what they're going through. And there, I was there, and, and they're, they're hitting close. Any minute, it could be the one with your name on it. And it was happening, and people were scared, scared to death. And that's what they're going through over there. That's happening right now. Yeah. And they don't know if they're going to be next at any moment. That's, what they're, that's how they're living their life. And I'm trying to explain to them, if you know Jesus, you don't have to be afraid. Either he's going to protect us. He's got a dome for protection bigger than the Iron Dome. Or he's going to, or we're going to wake up in his presence. One or the other. And the, the, re, the reality that they don't know him. They don't have anything but fear. And I, and I don't know what to do with that. I don't know if it means anything or not. It's probably because I was watching the news about the rockets that were hitting and it just stayed with me. But uh, it didn't end up just about that. So I don't, I don't know if I'll praise the Lord for that. or. But it sure, uh, it sure gives me the reality of what other people in the world are going through right now. You talked about blessings that we aren't counting our blessings. We aren't thanking God for all the things that we have. Yes. Uh, His protection in our life, me particularly. You know how long I would be here if the Lord wasn't holding Satan off of me? I have no chance against him. I have no strength against him. I would, I would be gone in a, in a heartbeat except for the Lord's personal protection right with me every moment of every day. And do I thank the Lord for that all the time? No, no. I don't even think about it. I don't even realize it most of the time. But it's going on every day. I remember my pastor telling me this, that except for the Lord's hand over us, and he was talking to me and about the ministry, and he said we'd be gone in a heartbeat. I know now what he was referring to, what he was talking to. So we get to stay until Jesus says otherwise. That's how it's going to work. No matter what's going on. It, it could be meningitis. It could be rockets falling. It could be some crazy nut with a gun. It could be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. The Lord is bigger than every problem we got. Well, you know, when I hear testimonies like this, I keep thinking about that that saying that I've shared with you guys on multiple occasions out in, the, in front of the pulpit, and that is, don't tell God how big your problem is. Go tell your problem how big your God is, because He's bigger than you, any problem you got. Amen. He is. And so, anybody else? I'll praise the Lord that we have doctors and medical help for most of the things that come along in life. Yeah. We could be 
criticizing ourselves and each other for not just trusting God instead of going to the doctors. But our doctors are a gift from God. All good things are a gift from God. Go ahead, Sherry. Um, I also want to praise about Amethyst and the relationship she's building with God. I know some of y'all know where she was at at one point in time. And um, this child didn't have a way to come bring Ryan up here for truth or treats, but she didn't take him trick or treating or anything. And like yesterday, she was at the house helping me, and the song she was singing was Veggie Tales, because that's all she lets him watch on TV for cartoons now. And it, she's come a long ways. Yeah. A long ways. Yeah. I praise God for that, because she was well, amen. Amen. down there. Well, there's Vicki. I have a friend. And Bubba went to pull the chain to turn the light on in the living room and said, don't light. The whole thing came crashing down. Not the fan, but the whole light is shattered everywhere. So my granddaughter's there. We're picking up little bitty pieces of big shards and vacuuming and everything, trying to get up the horse through the light. The crazy is that nobody got hurt, nobody got blasted, so we got it all cleaned up, and we're still here. Amen. Sound like you needed a new light in there anyway. <laughs> you do now for sure. Thank you, Vicky. All right, John, chapter four, and uh, we're going down to verse forty-three. At this point, this is where Jesus is in Samaria. So, do you know where Samaria is? All right, watch me. This is, this is the top of Israel, and this is the bottom. Samaria is that section right there in the middle. It's, where it's, it's mountains, it's rough country, it's uh, sheep country, maybe some goats. So they can just, it's, there's nothing there to eat but rocks until you look really close. But there are places, and... and it, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard place, and, uh, and it's inhabited by a hard people. They are, they are, culturally, they're half-breed Jews. They are uh, believing differently than the Jews believe. They, they don't know a lot of the things that the Jews know, but they do know that there's a Messiah supposed to show up. And this woman knew about the Messiah that's supposed to show up. And Jesus told her, I that speak unto you am he. And that, that to me was so special. Because Jesus didn't tell people who he was. But he did for her. We're still talking about her now. How long has that been? 2,000 years. People would say, well, she was no saint. But she was after her encounter with Jesus. <laughs> so uh, this is an amazing, this is an amazing thing. And because of her testimony, most of the people in that village came to know Jesus. And they didn't want to give her the credit for it, of course. And that's okay. I've, I've led a lot of people to the Lord. And I don't need any credit for it. Amen. He gets all of it. Yeah. People will try to give you credit sometimes. But... Uh, Jesus still gets the credit. That's the way that works. Lisa. Um, this morning, um, like I'm not afraid about having surgery. I know 
Clarissa knows that God shared some stuff with me at the retreat that I'm going to be doing here. Yeah. So I'm not afraid in that regard. But he just, um, you know how I can feel separated and not anxious. It's not anxious. It's just um, left out. I know. Um, but anyway, this morning he just pulled me really close to him. And um, I was like, well, this is awesome. Thank you, Lord. And then we, <laughs> then we started singing, shout to the Lord. And I just started bawling. And um, only, it was just like no sobs or anything. It's just like, I couldn't make my eyes stop um, crying. And um, just because he's so good. Yeah, amen. So he just reminded me that it is important and it's a big deal. And I do need to praise him publicly for it. So, here we go. Amen. Amen. All right. Jesus is leaving Sychar. That's that village in Samaria. And he is headed up to, uh, he's headed to Galilee. And this starts with verse 43. And Jesus is it's like he it's like he kind of changed it's like his character and his posture kind of changed when he got to Samaria to Samaria with this woman and those men there and now he's going to go back to who he was before <laughs> it's it it's not true he's always been the same but it kind of seems that way and you'll see it here in a moment it says in verse 33 now after 2 days he departed thence and went into Galilee. So Jesus, verse 40 said, So when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. What's Jesus used to when he goes to a town? They're usually beseeching him to, to leave. Mm, yeah. And here, these sinners who are exceedingly sinful compared to the outward life of the Jews are beseeching Jesus to can't you stay a little while <laughs> and he does he stays there two days but wouldn't it be cool if Jesus was here and he decided to stay for a couple of days I wonder for I wonder who'd, who'd show up both days for services <laughs> Jesus Jesus shows up for every service by the way he does so it says in verse 43, after two days he departed thence, meaning from there, and went into Galilee. Uh, for Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. Now when he was coming to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast. Remember when he was in, at Jerusalem in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles that he did. But Jesus didn't commit himself to them, for he knew all men, and needed not that any should testify of men. This is back in chapter 2, at the end of chapter 2. And so he was there, they received him, uh, for they had also, they also went unto the feast. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. 
Now, if your geography's in your mind, Cana, you know, Galilee's here. Cana's like down in the lower part of it. Capernaum's a little bit lower, but it's all in the region known as Galilee. Yeah, I've got one in the conference room now that I should have got a bigger one. And maybe we'll do that. We could put a big one right over there. That's a good place for it. All right, glad you said that. We'll have to put that on the list, Sonny. Map for pastor's classroom. So, when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down. Now, uh, turned off there, that he would come down. Remember Capernaum's Sea of Galilee, the lake, Gennesaret. It's not a sea in our view of a sea. It's, the word sea means basin. It's a lake. It's a big lake. You can see across it. You can row a boat across it. You can sail a boat across it, it's, but it's a sea. You can actually preach a sermon in a boat while you're crossing it. I know that because I did that while I was there. But uh, the uh, Capernaum is like two or three towns down from there. So the, this uh, certain nobleman, uh, his son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was coming, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. And the next statement is, I think it's the kind of statement that touches the heart. I know it does mine. Jesus spoke to him about signs and wonders and whether he was willing to believe. What kind of belief was he talking about? What was Jesus talking about? that he's the Messiah, that he's the savior of the world, that he's God in flesh, all of that, all of the above. And, but the nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. You can get to a place in your life where all the things that the Bible says just don't matter to you anymore. I've been there a couple times, I know. This nobleman couldn't see past his greatest heartache, his greatest need, and that is, my, my son's going to die. And Jesus, you're the only hope he has. And he knew that. And, and he, he, he wasn't in a position where he could talk about belief or unbelief. Or how close he was to us or how close he wasn't. You see, what, you see where we're talking about, what we're talking about today? All he could think about, all he could deal with was, my son's going to die. And Jesus saith unto him, go thy way, thy son liveth. Now Jesus keeps everything short and sweet. Uh, I mean, you, you've seen it, you've watched it, you've read it time and time again. And what he's, what he's saying is, you going back home, it's all been taken care of. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was going, now going down, 
his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth. And himself believed in his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. A miracle. It wasn't that he, that he healed his son, it was that they believed. I know the miracle he's referring to is the healing of his son. And that is what he's referring to. And, you know, we're, we're really uh, excited when miracles happen. And sometimes you can call them a miracle. Sometimes it yeah, could be or not, you know, when the doctor was able to move Lexi's neck after the prayer at home team. Depending on your position, like being in Clarissa's spot as mom, you could definitely see that as a miracle. But the bigger miracle, the bigger miracle is the results that he and his whole house became believers after watching what Jesus did. And what Jesus said, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Mary? Yeah, what I was going to say is that picture this. The man came home, his son is healed, and the family is there and everybody getting excited. I mean, the conversation has been going on. Do you see what happened? I met Jesus on the way and I asked him to come and heal my son. Look what happened. I mean, everybody has something to say. I just pictured an excitement going on in that house. Yeah. You know, we read it and we pass it, but think about it. The excitement of everyone saying, and people are going to tell their, their neighbors and friends what happened, you know. It's exciting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and whether the miracle was that she didn't have the meningitis or the miracle was that the doctor shift at the exact moment is what prevented her from having unnecessary you know operations god worked in that moment yeah. and you can't deny that i can't remember exactly where the address is at the moment but the thought just occurred to me that jesus told uh, i think it was nathaniel that you've, you've seen and you believe. And that's what happened here. But uh, he talks about the greater miracles as those that haven't seen yet believe. That's you and me. We didn't see a miracle to know. We heard the word backed up by the Spirit of God and we know that it's true and we believed and we are believers. Our spirit was raised from the dead. That's the ultimate miracle. Amen. And Jesus says and uh, it's pretty amazing. Is it not? 
the gift that keeps on giving, that's been phrase has been used for a lot of bad things and some good things. But the gift of our salvation just keeps on giving. It just keeps on giving. It is amazing. It just never, it gets more and more amazing the longer you know the Lord. It just is. And we're out of time, so I guess I have to stop there. We'll start back up with the Feast of the Jews that's coming up. And, uh, but this is the second miracle.